Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. Amen. And happy Mother's Day. Amen. I, I love reading from the Psalms. Amen. And I love Psalm 118. It starts out, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. The Lord is my strength and my song and has become my salvation. I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused It's become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Father God, Lord, we thank you for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you for protecting us all night long and allowing us to see another day. Father God, Lord, we pray for this service, that everything that will be done in this service will be done to the glory of your name. Father God, Lord, be with the band of God that will be bringing the word, Father God, on today. And be with our pastor, Father God, and his family and bless him. Be with us, your people, Father. We thank you for your grace. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Good morning, saints. Good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. Amen. Psalms 28 says, the Lord is my strength and he's my shield. Hallelujah. For, I'm sorry, I just lost what I was reading. But anyway, (laughs) the Lord is our strength and he is our shield. Aren't you glad about that? Aren't you glad about that? Come on and stand up and and join with us as we sing praises unto the Lord. For he is good. And his mercy endureth forever. There's no God like our God. Hallelujah. We give him praise. Hallelujah. You are my strength, strength like no other, strength like no other, and it reaches to me, for you are 
if you know that to be true, come on and sing with us. You are my strength, strength like no
Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Lord states, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. My name is Teresa Mack, and this is our candidate for baptism, Elijah Wortham. Based upon your profession of the faith in Jesus, in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is always good when someone gives their life to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah this morning. Let me start off by saying happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I I woke up this morning and memories went back of me and my mom. And I just had to fall down on my knees and thank her. Because all the times when I was running out there straying and all acting like a fool, she prayed for me. And my God, look where I am today. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, Just a couple of announcements here. Um, You can still sign up for Holy Convocation. Um, um, From now um, through 19th of this month to the 21st, go ahead and get registered. And as far as your fast, we're still fasting. If you fell off, um, I ate a couple of M&Ms last night, and that was my thing I was kicking aside. So jump right back on. I threw the box away, and I ain't going to eat no more for a while. Amen? So that's all we have uh, for announcements this morning. Um, music ministry will come, and then we'll go to First Chronicles uh, chapter 14, verses 13 through 16. Amen. Amen. 
Gracious Heavenly Father, God, we thank you this morning, Lord. God, we thank you for your presence today, Lord God. And I thank you for your calling, Father God. Now, use me as you see fit, God. Decrease my flesh right now, Lord God. Allow your spirit to speak through me, God, so that your people may hear the words you've given me today. I pray in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. First of all, let me thank my pastor. And, um, wish him and his family all the blessings on their trip. But I thank him for allowing me to stand in his place today. It is truly an honor and a blessing, and I do not take it lightly. So then, my scripture today will come from First Chronicles be in chapter 14 verses 13 through 16 and if you find that if you will stand for the reading of the word if you're able
Hallelujah. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore David inquired again of God and God said to him, You shall not go up after them. Circle around them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, you shall go out to battle. For God has gone before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So David did as God commanded him. They drove back the army of the Philistines from Gibeon as far as Gezer. I read to you First Chronicles chapter 14 verses 13 through 16. You may be seated. You see, the book of Chronicles recounts the history of the people of Israel from the death of King Saul to after the time of exile in Babylon. It was probably composed between 400 and 250 B.C. The Chronicle pins 18 chapters to King David. Chronicles chapter 11 through 29. Let me set the context of where we are. So let's go back to the beginning of the chapter, if you will. King Haram of Tyre has furnished King David with timber of cedars, with mason and carpenters to build him a house fit for a king. This shows David's influence and importance. Neighboring kings honoring him with the best craftsmen with the best wood, with the finest materials. You see, before this, King David had already been king of Judah for seven years, but he was not king of Israel. Yeboshiph, Saul's son, was that king. But now we have, since he's gone, all of the other tribes are coming to David and honoring him. David truly feels that God has confirmed him king over Israel. David feels his kingdom has now been established. The people have made David king. But David could not feel at ease or be happy until he perceived that the Lord had confirmed him king over Israel. You see, David knew two things that made his reign great as king over Israel. He knew that God had called him. And he knew God wanted to use him as a vessel to bless his people. The chapter goes on to verses 3 through 7 where David has more wives and children. And I don't mean to admit that, but for time today, I'll just stick to verse 8. All right. (laughs) That's another sermon. You see, the Philistines had heard in verse 8 that King David had been anointed king over all Israel. And the Philistines, David's enemies, were not feeling that at all. So here they made their first raid on David at the Valley of Rephim. And King David goes to God first and asks God if he should go against the Philistines and if God would deliver the Philistines into his hands. God tells David he will give him the victory. And David went up to Baal Perez and defeats and blows right through the Philistines' army. As King David said, it was like a breakthrough of water. I mean, he burns their carving images and destroys the gods of the Philistines that they had brought to battle with them. 
You see, my brothers and sisters, in our everyday walk in this world, just as David and God's people were at war and constantly under attack, battle after battle, Paul tells us we are subject to the same. In Ephesians 6.12, he says that we are in a spiritual war against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual weakness, in heavenly places and I find that sometimes and I'll talk about myself when battles come our way we sometimes forget that the battle is the Lord's forget what the apostle Paul told us in Romans 8.31 if God be for us who can be against us see my brothers and sisters our confidence should be that God is on our side there's nothing impossible, nothing we can't overcome, no matter how it may look. Whatever the enemy tries to bring at us, we've got God on our side. Amen. Through the precious blood of Christ, the Bible tells us we are more than conquerors. And let me tell you, more than conquerors means not only do we achieve victory but we are overall victorious and just as the penman of chronicles was here bringing to memory the great miraculous battles God had delivered Israel from this morning I wanted to bestir your spirits to encourage your strength your faith when battles come in this life battles come our way I wanted to encourage you. You see, I ran across this scripture when I was going through a battle. <laughs> and it was just something how the spirit just drew me to First Chronicles. And through this scripture, I was able to hold on to these words. And I hope it does the same for you here today. I love these great Old Testament stories of the Bible. They remind me so much of God's miraculous power he uses to rescue us and deliver us from our many, many battles and attacks by our adversary. You see, Isaiah tells us in chapter 54, verse 17, that it is the servant of the Lord's heritage that no weapon formed against him shall prosper. And I wanted to speak on the subject today for just a few minutes before the battle begins. And my number one point is, don't be surprised when you're attacked. Know your enemy. You see, verse 13 tells us, the Philistines came back for another battle in the valley. They had came a year ago. Now they had came back with a new plan of attack Jesus tells us in the world you will have tribulation no matter what the battle is or how many attacks saints we should be knowledgeable of the many attacks of our enemy Satan you see Satan attacks you in many ways after a great spiritual experience he attacked Jesus right after he was baptized at the beginning of a new spiritual endeavor, 
right after Jesus was attacked by the devil, he began his new ministry. When we are physically vulnerable in a weak position, when our emotions are all stirred. You see, Jesus was attacked after he fasted for 40 days. When we are alone from an unexpected source, he will attack us. Matthew 16 verses 22 and 23, Satan comes to the believer through the sin of another believer, which can sometimes hurt you the most. And this, I want you to keep in mind, saints, he always comes back in this spiritual war for another battle. You know, Luke tells us in Luke 4.13 that the devil had finished every test and when he did he departed from him until he found an opportune time to return my brothers and sisters let me tell you though we may win a temporary victory over the devil in our spiritual world he will return to fight another battle and although our enemy will attack at any time he was watching to see when it is most to his advantage. See, Peter warns us in 1 Peter 5, 8 to be sober, vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Let me say something about that word sober. You see, that doesn't mean just not being drunk on strong drink. I said that doesn't mean not just being drunk on strong drink. It means not having stress all in your spirit. Not all being all jacked up on stuff not of God. See, you can't have evil or malice in your mind and your spirit. You need to keep your mind, hallelujah, on God. And when he talks about being vigilant, you see... You have to be keeping a careful watch for the possible dangers and difficulties. Alert and watchful. You see, we must be open-eyed and paying attention, observant, hallelujah, and aware of our adversary. And we see how Peter compares Satan, our adversary, to lions. As I did some research about these lions, I found out they hunt in packs. But check this out. They all have their own assignment. Their methods are very much strategically planned. And David knew his enemy, the Philistines. He knew as soon as they had heard how he had become king over all Israel, his number one enemy would be coming. You see, during the Civil War, Saul and David, between Saul and David, the Philistines remained spectators. But now... Jealous of David, they set out to attack him before his government and kingdom could be fully established. One of the main reasons for their strife is the Philistines believed in the God Dagon and Israel believed in Yahweh. He knew from history that they would be coming. He knew the Philistines resented the Israelis and their God because they had conquered so many people 
and nations when they entered Canaan. David knew the Philistines were a powerful, warlike people. He knew they didn't like the ideal of the Israelites being a strong nation, so they constantly attacked and challenged God's people. But my brothers and sisters, King David also remembered how God had delivered him, how God had delivered Israel many times from the Philistines. And I'm sure it came to mind how God had given him the victory over that big old giant that Philistine giant called Goliath so before the battle begins don't be surprised know your enemy my second point is this before the battle begins ask God and listen verse 14 says the word of God says therefore David inquired again of God and God said to him go not up after them turn away from them and come up upon them over against the mulberry trees so many times when the battles come in our life, we sometimes consult everyone before calling God first. We call brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we should not reach out to our brothers and sisters in Christ, but we need to consult and pray to God first on how we need to approach the battle at hand. My brothers and sisters, we must be willing to listen. God answers to our prayers and requests. Let us pattern ourselves after David and how he here again inquires of God before going out to battle. You see, sometimes we think just because we won a previous battle, we can use the same tactics. But I'm here to tell you our approach, plan, or tactics that we use may not work in the next battle so let me set a pattern in our lives that we're attacked in our bodies when we are attacked in our minds our families when we are in distress when we are suffering whether the attacks be torture heartache heartbreak pandemic pain in your bodies whatever way the enemy comes at you we must first appeal to God ask his counsel pray to him first then put ourselves under his direction you see even when we don't understand or it sounds a little worldly or not logical the bible tells us in 1 Samuel 15 5 that the Philistine army was a very large and equipped army 3,000 chariots 6,000 charioteers soldiers as numerous as sand Israel army did not have proper military equipment they would use knives. The Philistines would use swords. They would sharpen tent poles. The Philistines would use spears. But even knowing that they were outnumbered, knowing that they did not have the weapons, King David listened and waited on God. King David trusted God. Saints, we must do the same. We must listen and trust God before the battle begins. The Bible tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understandings. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And my last point, before the battle begins, wait on the Lord. Verse 15, and it shall be when thou shalt hear the sound of going in the tops of the mulberry tree that thou shalt go out to battle. For God has gone forth before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. David therefore did as God commanded him. 
And they smote the Philistines from Gibeon, even Gazer. And God tells David not to go after the Philistines like he did a year ago, but to wait and listen to the sound of the marching on the top of the mulberry trees. And I'm trying to tell you, it wasn't just the big leaves that were blowing. It was God's army that was marching on the top of the mulberry trees to fight David's battle. And he'll do the same for you. David did as God had commanded him in all things in this situation. He was obedient to God. He got behind the army of the Philistines. When he heard the sound of God's army marching at the tops of the mulberry trees, he rose and beat down those Philistines, ran them all the way back home. You see, my main point here is David listened to God. He did not waver. He did not question God's instructions. We as Christians must learn to be patient. Wait on the Lord, on God, before the battle begins. Romans 12, 12 tells us to rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Psalms 27, 14, David pins, wait for the Lord. <laughs> be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. And we all know what Isaiah 40, 31 tells us. But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings, fly like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So why? Why did David wait by the mulberry tree? David waited even though he knew the Philistine army was way back waiting to take him out. He knew their army was powerful. He knew they had superior soldiers. He knew they had real weapons. Well, I'm glad you asked. Faith, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians, we walk by faith, not by sight. And although it may have looked unworldly wise for David to stand and wait behind some trees when an army was coming at him, he waited on the Lord. So before the battle begins... You need to have faith that God will give you the victory. Just as King David had faith, we as believers need to have the same faith. So as I go to my seat, I want to tell you about another king. Another king that went to battle. You see, he was accused of blasphemy, betrayed by a friend, condemned to be crucified, died for our sins. Went down to the grave, beat the devil down, got up in three days with all power in his hand. Oh, he hung out for a little while, taught his disciples. For 40 days he was seen by hundreds, ascended in the clouds. Now he sits at the right hand of the Father, our Lord in heaven, but I'd be remiss. I'd be remiss if I didn't remind you that he said he's coming back again. He's coming back again for you and I. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's coming. Our Savior's coming. You know he didn't say when, but he's coming the same way he left. Hallelujah. To 
to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. To the Lamb of God. Praise the Lord. If you received it today, say amen. Say amen. Help me out, Isaiah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, y'all help me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I want to call him Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sometime I just got to call him Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You remember when your mothers would Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They would be walking around the house cooking, just singing, singing a song. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What's his name? Jesus is his name. You see, I know him as a savior. Savior, savior, savior. Come on, y'all help me. Would you help me? Savior, savior, savior. Come on and help me. Savior, savior, savior. What's his name? You know what? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, y'all. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, my name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, I got to tell you, I know him as a healer. How many know him as a healer? Healer, healer, healer. Oh, What's his name? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, call him a healer again. Say that. Healer, healer, healer. Healer, healer, healer. I know him as a healer. Healer, healer, healer. What's his name? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, brother. Brother Jackson. Y'all see I'm not as neat as pastor. Praise the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, call him again. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If he's done anything for you, you need to call his name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 It helps if you turn the microphone on. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The doors of the church are now open. If you are here today or even watching today and the word of God pricked your heart to cause you to believe that Jesus is the son of God and you want to confess him as your Lord and Savior, you can do it on today. If you're not saved and you know you're not saved, you feel that God is calling you unto salvation, why don't you answer that call? The Bible says, if they that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, amen. 
If you believe that God raised him from the grave, thou shalt be saved. Then you may be here today or maybe watching and you feel like the Lord is leading you to join the Mount Calvary Nation. Why don't you come? You can put in the comments section that you, you want to join. Someone will contact you. Why don't you come? Will you come? Amen. Amen. If all hearts and mind are clear, let us stand to be dismissed and, and go home and shower our mothers. Amen. Yeah. There will be a video after the benediction, so please hang around for that. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. The people of God said, amen. Amen again. It's almost here. Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church's Holy Convocation 2021, May 19th through May 23rd in the Mount Calvary Church Sanctuary located on 3375 Pastor S.N. Winston Senior Way in the Gem City of Dayton, Ohio, with special guest pastor J. Amard Ellis on Wednesday, May 19th, Thursday, May 20th at 7 p.m., Pastor Cedric Ville of Cleveland, Ohio. And for a special service for youth and young adults on Friday, May 21st at 7 p.m., Pastor Ronnie McFarland of Brickstown, Kentucky. And featuring the State of the Church Address on Sunday, May 23rd at 10.30 a.m. from our own Pastor S.N. Winston, Jr. All worship services will be both in-person and live-streamed. You may register for convocation at www.mountcalvarychurch.life or just call the church office at 937 268-6737. Join us as we strive to become the church that Jesus built.